Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. That's one of those uh, songs you can only connect with if you can say, uh, you got the testimony that says, uh, it may not be everything I should be, but I thank God I ain't what it used to be. Somebody, or maybe that's not you, but you can say the things I used to say, I don't say no more. The places I used to go, I don't go anymore because the Lord has changed me. God is good and worthy to be praised. I have one verse of scripture I want you to stand for. It's from the book of Jonah. And I'm going to read one verse, but this is what I would encourage you to do, to begin to read. The, you can read the whole book of Jonah. It's four chapters, but in this uh, polycope, it begin at verse 10 in chapter 3 and end at the very last verse of chapter 4. But verse 4 of Jonah 4, the Lord said, is it right for you to be angry? Is it right for you to be angry? This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Let us pray. Most gracious and kind God, we thank you for your presence and your spirit that's already been felt in this place. Now God, let a fresh anointing fall on this vessel, your preacher, who you have assigned for this moment. Make me nothing, O oh God, that you might fill me with all of you so that your word would go forth and not return unto thee void. Hide me behind thy cross. Let the words of my mouth, but the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. God, you are our strength and our holy redeemer. In Christ's name we pray, amen. I want to share from the thought, don't be angry. Don't be angry. I like the way God phrased uh, the question. He's speaking to Jonah, and everybody knows Jonah in the belly of the fish or the well. He asked Jonah, is, is it right for you to be angry? I like the way he, God formed the question because he doesn't say he doesn't have a right. He's just asking in this moment, is it right for you to be angry? And, and God certainly understands the creator of all things that anger is a part of the emotional makeup of humanity. And, and, and we understand that, that anger is often displayed and understood as a negative emotion. Anger is often derived out of a, a, a tragedy. It, it, is, it is sometimes derived out of the loss of life. People get mad with, with God. Tragedy is also derived from, from tragedy and coupled with injustice. That people, uh, do you have a right to be angry at, 
at, at what happened at, that, that, uh, at the death of Anthony Smith and the release of the officer of Shockley and the judge who throws his hands up. That, 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 that anger is, is a, a, an emotional response that, that can be negative, but it's, anger is never derived out of itself. But anger is often a, derived out of a counter-position or a, a counter-opposition to one's own self. That, that, that one who uh, becomes angry can, can uh, find themselves in a place where, where the unexpected, the un, uh, unlawful tragedy and suffering has caused frustration to build. People in, in Houston and parts of Florida and Puerto Rico might be angry today because it doesn't, sound, doesn't seem like the wrath of nature should have targeted them like that. And, and, and it, it also can be an emotion that can yield, that can be used dangerously. That when people are, are angry, they, they, can, they have a tendency to make bad decisions. When they're mad, they, 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 may, they quit good jobs because the boss made them angry. They'll leave institutions. They'll walk away from churches because the sermon made them angry. Make, make, make bad decisions and, 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 and will explode because, uh, because anger can do that, make you hurt good people and harm people and say things and do things that you can't take back because you couldn't control it. And sometimes it, it, is, it, is, it, it, it can be beneficial and it can be useful and it can be used in a, in a real positive way that, that it, can, it, it is the anger that fueled the protest that they bow and they kneel at the anthem, national anthem. That they walk quietly through the streets because the, the disenfranchised, the mistreated, the, those persons who have, who are interested in life are, are treated as if they have no interest at all and their lives don't matter. Yet they control their anger and they quietly, they protest. Yet I, I like the fact that God poses the question, is it right for you to be angry? Some of you here this morning may have come with an angry attitude. Is it right for you to be angry? And, 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 and he doesn't say, he, doesn't, he does not say that, 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 that there's anything wrong with the emotion. After all, if you read the text, Jonah said to God, said, God, you know one thing that bothers me about you? You quick to give out some grace and mercy, but you slow to anger. That, that the Bible talks about God, and God does have a wrath that he will release. And, 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 and biblical writ shows that even some of the best Christians have, have verbalized frustration and anger. That Job, when he was uh, uh, punished as an unrighteous man being righteous, did he not talk to God and say, God, why did you even let me live? Why did you even let me taste the milk from my mother's breast if this is what you're going to do? That, that David provoked a word of anger in Psalm 109 when he prayed the prayer and basically said, God, kill him. They said Mary and Martha may have been angry when they ran up to the Lord and said unto the Lord, if you had been here, he would not have died. 
Even Jesus displayed anger when he walked in his father's house and saw that they had mistreated it, and he started pulling out whips and kicking tables and watching the birds fly. Yet, in all that anger, none of them lost faith in God. And so the question is, is just, is it right for you to be angry at the times that you are angry? But maybe we're like Jonah, maybe we need to check our anger that, that maybe it's misguided that he's not angry as what's around him, but he's more mad with himself. Because Jonah does say in the story, if you read it, he said, I should have followed my own gut feeling, God, and just stayed up in the well and died. Or maybe he's angry because his attitude towards a different people, a people of Nineveh, exposes that he ain't all righteous and godly himself, that his wickedness begins to rise, and now he's angry with himself. That sometimes we are more mad with our own selves than we are with others. <sighs> he's right. Jonah, one of them brothers, he's been angry for a long time. It's been building up for a long time. It just explodes here. He was angry when it started. If you read this whole passage, Jonah goes back to the beginning. And this is what he says. He says, I was angry when I got the mission call. When you, when you told me to go to Nineveh, I went to Tarshish. I, and, and don't talk about I went down. Let's talk about distance. I went as far away as I could get from the call that you placed on me. And, 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 and I didn't want to go to Nineveh. Because here's my problem. You gave me a mission to go to a people I don't like. And Nineveh don't like me. Because Nineveh is the, is the capital of Assyria. Assyria is the nation or the, or the people who have proven that they don't like Israel and anyone that looks like Jonah. He says, and you have sent me on a mission call to go down into the enemy's camp and help some folk that not only do they not like me, but they don't like you either, God, because you said it yourself. The reason why you're going there, because their wickedness got under your nostrils. And the only way wickedness could rise up to God's nostrils, even if they had so much evil against him that it just piled up and made it to heaven, or there were so many complaints filed against how they were behaving that the Lord says I got to deal with this nation and Jonah says I'm mad at the fact that you would call me God to go down into the house of the enemy and try to help those who are trying to hurt me yet as Christians that is our mission that we are on a mission call. You don't have to have an elaborate call. It is our call to love those who don't love us, to bless those who will burden us, to, to, to pray for those who will curse us. Yet every day your mission might simply be to go next door and act like a neighbor, to speak to the person sitting beside you, to embrace somebody that won't embrace you. Every day we are on a mission to love that which does not love us. We're still only picking friends, evangelizing the safety of others. Hey, he said, I, I, I was mad when you called me. He said, also, I was, I was angry at the message you gave me. 
So let me, let me have light, shine, shine some light on y'all. Sermons should not be preached or delivered because the pastor decided to preach it. That sermons have to come from God to the messenger. It is heaven's Twitter and Instagram to the messenger to put out in public hearing what the Lord has to say. And, 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 like, and like Jonah, the preacher, don't like all the sermons that heaven wants to bring. Because sometimes we realize that we're going to be close to somebody's neighborhood, going to step on somebody's toes and provoke some anger because they usually get mad before they get blessed. Let, let me help you. I know I'm right. I, I, I see some faces, and, and I, I, I've been in places where I've had to tell people who came in my office with their issues, and, 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 I, I, and I had to wrestle with God with this. That my, I, I remember saying, they started talking, I said, wait a minute, sermon written. Because I know they, they, they in it. And, and, and I asked God, I said, now God, you know when I preach this, they're going to get mad. What am I to do here? The Spirit of the Lord said, preach in season and out of season. I, I, I've been in places where folk have sat in the pew and, and got all excited and got hooked up. In the sermon, and looked out and said, oh, Lord, that I, rem I remember what they told me. I said, they, they think I'm thinking about them. You're not that important for me to just focus a sermon on you. I hate to tell you that. But, but, but that just happened, that happened this week as we, as we were traveling. My, my friends and my friends, our good friends, and got to talking about dogs. I said, don't talk about them dogs because that dog in my sermon. And I had to tell them don't talk about that dog because, because I didn't want them to take it personal. So I announced from the back seat, I'm going to be talking about them dogs. See, because I have a problem with dogs. And my problem with dogs is not the dogs, it's the caretakers. I'm just going to be honest with you, but I told them, don't, don't get mad at me because the dog was in my sermon. I had a dog. I had dogs. I raised with dogs. But a dog is a dog is a dog. It's not a human. I don't care how much you bathe him. Put a bow on his neck and put bells on his on his feet. He, he when he got rough, rough, he's a dog. And I know my dear Harley, who has departed. They they think I didn't like the dog. I like the dog, but it's a dog. Ain't no human. And I I, I got offended when the dog seemed like he was the master of my house. And I, I'm just gonna tell y'all what happened. And 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 and, and, and this is true. The dog made me mad. I got angry. I got so angry, I looked at the three women in my house. I said, either it's the dog or me. And they paused and thought about it. And, here's a, and they, to this day, they haven't answered the question. They just start negotiating a dog. And what gets me about these people with the dog is how you treat them. Dog don't pay no bill. Dog poop all over your house. Dog eat your food. And you want to hug and kiss on the dog, but let a brother come in there and poop in your bathroom, eat your food, don't pay no bills. What you want, Negro, you need to get a job. 
some dog lovers don't like me right now. Because I'm telling you, it's a dog. Treat it like a dog and treat a human like a human. A commercial come on and they sitting in a cage. But they won't show the humans that are innocently locked behind bars and ask, do you care about them? See, that's a message that you don't want to preach. And Jonah said, Lord, I don't, I don't want to preach that message. Read chapter th uh, 3, and Jonah only had a one-line sermon. In 40 days, yet in 40 days, Nineveh will be, the, will be overthrown. That was his sermon. And Jonah said, I don't want to preach that. Not be, because at first it sounds like it's a threat. But Jonah heard the grace note. This is what the sermon said. Nineveh, you got 40 days to get it right. And so I got good news for you. I don't care how much you like or dislike this message. Here's your shouting point. I don't know what you did on yesterday. I don't know where you're going tomorrow or after you leave here. But right now, if you were a wretch on yesterday, I know you got this moment that you can get it right with God. You can turn your situation around right now. You got this moment to say, God, I'm sorry. You got this moment that you can repent of your sin. You got this moment that you can thank him in spite of the, uh, all you've done. You got this moment where you can give God glory. You got this moment where you can turn your situation around. I don't know about tomorrow, but I can tell you this. You have this moment right now. Jonah said, I don't want to preach that I don't, I don't want to preach that message I'm angry because and guess what Nineveh the king didn't get mad king got right caused the city to repent here it comes when they changed their lives their lives God changed his mind modified the resolution and that's when all hell broke loose. The text will tell you that when God modified the resolution Jonah's anger surfaced. He said I can't take it no more and became openly displeased with God. And God said is it right for you to be angry? That God decided to modify the resolution of destruction? Jonah got mad because Jonah would have rather seen people die than to see them delivered. Jonah got mad because he wanted to see them burdened down rather than blessed. Don't, 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 don't think Jonah stands alone. There are some people who love you when you're less and go in a corner and pray that you don't get blessed. Everybody don't want to see you climb corporate ladder. 
Everybody don't want to see you get, get the best or get better. Everyone around you ain't rooting for you and talking about, go ahead, you can make it. There are some people that would feel better if God would just roll you up and kick you to, to the curb because when you're down, they automatically come up. There are people around you that are not praying for you, but they're praying against you. They're smiling in your face, but yet they want to take your place. Everybody don't want to see you blessed. So he's angry because the Lord is about to deliver what, what Jonah said, I'd rather you destroy it. So this is what happened. Jonah gets angry, builds himself a little hut, sits it outside the town like a bus stop, and watch what happens to the city. While he's sitting there, the eastern sun still burning. God would plant a tree and the tree would grow rapidly. The tree would grow so fast that it would provide shade for Jonah. He would allow the wind to blow in the heat of the day to give him a, 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 an air condition of nature. Jonah became pleased with his tree and his shaded spot as he watched the nation. Just as he got comfortable in his own blessing, God released a worm. The worm would come and it would eat the tree. Now Jonah is angry because the tree died as fast as it lived. He's back in the sun. And he looks at God. He says, I, I'd rather die than to deal with this heat. God looks at Jonah. And this is where my dog sermon would have come in. He says, Jonah... Is it right that you care more for the dying of a bush than 120,000 people who don't know their left from their right? Is it right for you to be angry and concerned about a tree and not care about the lives of people? Is it right for you to care about the animal while human suffering is in your presence? Is it right for us to be angry because we serve a God that cares about the very people we may not care about? And he says to Jonah, put it in check. Is it right? For you to get the blessings of salvation while other people I skip over. And so the Lord says, I got something for you. He planted another tree, but this tree wasn't filled with leaves. This tree will be broken down and filled with love. This tree will be hung on the top of a hill. 
this tree will have enough love spread out that it will cover a multitude of sins. This tree will be the tree that will be under the slogan, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Can you be angry if we serve a God that not only cares about you, but he cares about all his children. They may get on your nerve, but the Lord still loves them. You may not like the way they live, but the Lord still loves them. You may not want to see them blessed, but the Lord still will bless them. You may not like the way they walk, but the Lord still guides them. You may not like what they say, but the Lord will use their voice. It doesn't matter what we say, but what we need to know, don't be angry when God wants to save his children. So, so, so this is what he was saying. Instead of getting mad because of my love, pray for your enemy. Pray for your backwards president. I'm getting mad. I, I, I know what he did. You know what I heard God say this morning? You wanted him. It's Saul and David all over again. He said, I got a king for you, but no, you voted him in. Bam, bam, boom. But don't worry about that. Pray for him. Because here's the news that you don't want to hear. Some of us. God loves him just as much as he loves us. That was Jonah's problem. I cannot believe the God of Israel, the chosen people of Israel, have a God whose arms will stretch across the races and will reach the ungodly until they all become his children. That's some stuff there. Some people mad right now looking at your enemy talking about So let, let's, so the Lord says to us, as he said to Jonah, anybody got an angry spirit this morning, is it right for you to be angry? Do you have just cause for your madness? Is it the right thing? If not, change it. And God says, when you're ready to change, I'll change you. Better sermon than your amens. But it is a sermon about anger. And the people said, Amen. I still got five minutes. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I used to do 30 minutes strong. Now I'm down to 25. Don't y'all clap. Might go back to 45. 
But the one thing we can do today, some of us can do. You can release all your frustration. Begin a fresh start today. As the arms of God is being opened to you. Give me your hand because the Lord has your heart. As you come forward, don't just walk forward, but feel God pull the layers, the layers of burdens and frustration away from your shoulder and watch him take care of you. Make a decision this morning, if you will. Say today is one decision I'm going to make, and that is I'm going to give the pastor my hand because God has my heart. I'm going to make a decision today that this is the place that God would have me to be, that this is my church home, and today I'm going to surrender. As we stand around this place, if there's one that needs to come, come in Jesus' name. He is the most powerful name on earth and in heaven. He is the one that draws us, and he is the one that calls us. Come in Jesus' name. Come on.